Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Brian didn't remember just uh, how deep and cool your voice was (laughs) from our first conversation. I had to remind him this morning. Yeah, what's up, dog? It's a little extra deep. It's early morning. So no joke. Know. I blame our producer waking your ass up this early. You should have told him no, man. Well, no, and, the, and the real pros move, and I'm not saying either one of us did this, but what you do if you have to work early on a Monday is you party all Sunday and then stay up all night and come in. It's still like it's Sunday, like it's late on Sunday as opposed to early on Monday, and then you sound wide awake. That's what you do, Barry. You- it depends what kind of partying you're doing, I guess. If you're if you're screaming in the club all night, then your voice could be even even worse off. Who's... I've tried that before. It didn't work for me. <laughs> you, you tried to scream it in the club all night? What were you screaming about? Just singing along with the songs or something? Nah, man. You just, any communication in the club is a shout. You don't even realize That's true. That is night. true. What? <laughs> what? 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 What kind of dream? What? Exactly. That's why Especially you have... When that, when that Justin Bieber comes on, I'm screaming anyway, so... <laughs> You screaming in, in, in disappointment, right? Uh, thanks for trying to help me out. But no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. Well, well, Justin found Jesus, so I don't know if you he'll be screaming <laughs> the Holy Ghost, all that. Uh, if we believe those yeah, reports, screaming for a witness. Speaking of screaming, we we were screaming, laughing uh, about the story that uh, Ben McAdoo, the head coach of the Giants, uh, told about Frazier the Lion. Uh, you recall any funny motivational speeches you received during your your tenure NFL career? Oh man, you know one of one of my it, it was kind of funny in hindsight. One of my favorite ones ever was was a Justin Tuck halftime speech hmm. that he gave. We were uh, we were down against the the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, at home, a game we were expected to win, and uh, you know he was screaming had a ton of obscenities. At, uh, it referenced that they were uh, not only questioning our manhood as football players, but you know they they had plans on you know invading our homes and you know, <laughs> being with our wives and girlfriends. What jerks the Jaguars at, are! At the, time, at the time, I think it brought tears to my eyes. I was so fired up, but <laughs> in hindsight, we we sit around and laugh about it because it was uh, it was pretty funny. So it worked for you. It did work. It did work. We came back and won that game. There you go. We played great. And I, me personally, I was definitely fired up. So that that's similar to uh, the program. That scene, the program with a guy, the linebacker screaming across the line of scrimmage to the other running back or quarterback, and, and, and said, "You're the one that tried to my sister." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. One of my favorite movies growing up. Uh, so I guess I'll be the one that transitions to the serious stuff, Barry. I I don't know. Um, what you thought about Colin Kaepernick going into the weekend, but this weekend we've got Jerry Jones saying that Luke McCown at 36 uh, is a better developmental quarterback than Colin would have been in Dallas, uh, and Steve Bishotti is polling Raven fans about what they should do with Kaepernick. Um, what, what's going on in the NFL? Why, why can't this guy find a job? Uh, you make a good point. It definitely seems like guys are grasping for any uh, reason, and any kind of logic has to say why they won't find him. 
Um, I guess we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, what kind of demands he's making. I don't know if he wants to be a a minimum salary type backup quarterback guy. And obviously a backup quarterback salary is not a little bit higher than the than the traditional league minimum, but who knows what he's what he's looking for. Um yeah, I just hear a lot of fans kinda of crying out about about what he did and although I, I understand where they're coming from and I'm certainly a person that respects the flag and respects the, the military and all those things. It's almost like we're losing sight on why he was doing that. Is it a bigger atrocity that that, that, that young man took a knee during a national anthem or why he was doing it? Because people were getting killed in the streets and, you know, people didn't feel safe when they got pulled over so they didn't know what was going to happen. It, it was, it, there's really some really serious things going on. I think he was just trying to take a stand to, to bring some attention to that. I think he's already suffered as a result of that. And I think he's, by coming out saying that he wouldn't do it again, I think he's learned something. So I absolutely uh, believe he deserves a job. I think he can help a team win, especially when you have a pocket-passing type quarterback and you bring a guy like that off the bench. I'm just telling you, as a defensive player, especially a defensive lineman, that kind of changes your whole mindset, really catches you off guard. So I think he can absolutely be a weapon off somebody's bench as a, as a mobile quarterback. Barry Cofield, 10-year NFL veteran, New York Giants, hated Washington Redskins. I say that as a <laughs> Dallas lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan. And, and Barry, he's definitely been vilified. Uh, speak to, if you would, how difficult it is being uh, in a position as a professional athlete. And, and I, I get so tired of hearing people saying you, 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 it's a privilege to play when they never say it's a privilege to do any other job, only if you're a professional athlete. But you bust your ass to become a professional athlete. It's not handed to you. It's not granted to you. It's not a right. You have to work uh, to earn that that roster spot. But how difficult a situation it is for uh, a, a guy in that position to say, yeah, I want to speak my mind and it may be, come off as a distraction, but I also need to maintain my employment. Uh, how difficult a decision is that for you? I think it's incredibly difficult because I, I know for a fact that behind closed doors there are a lot of guys that were supporting him. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of guys that absolutely understood where he was coming from across all sports that, that really supported And I think you did see some support come out. But there's a whole other level to, to drop that knee in that anthem and, you know, have yourself on, on SportsCenter as one of the people who are who was also taking the knee. So I, I think you can see how difficult it was just by the lack of people that, that joined him in doing that. Um, you're right. Uh, it is kind of funny how people, when athletes want to change teams, it's like a sin. You know, whenever you do anything, it's almost like you just – you're you're not treated like someone who's going from from Coke to Pepsi. Right, not, a, not an issue. Or if someone from Coke, you know, makes a stand or, or tweets something, it's not. Oh, it's your privilege to work at Coke. So mm-hmm. I uh, I completely get where you're where you're coming from on that end. So it, it's always a, a really great balance. It is absolutely a a blessing to be a pro athlete, and it's something that you have to work incredibly hard for. So for someone like that to, I'm think I believe he's smart enough to know that what he was risking by doing that. So it's uh, it took an amazing stand. Maybe it wasn't the perfect way to go about it. Uh, I think he's, like I said earlier, he suffered as a result of it, and I think it's time for him to, to get back out there and continue to do good, but just do it in a different way. Barry, how much did you hate training camp? Oh, man, it's, it's pretty awful. It's pretty <laughs> awful. Well, it's pretty awful. sugar-coated <laughs> <laughs> for you. Now, they, the rule changes that they made where you're not doing two days and you're not out there banging all the time, that makes it a lot more palatable. Um, early in my career, it was definitely a little bit rougher. And even going back to college where we were two-a-day, two-a-day, two-a-day almost every day, 
it was really, really challenging. So they've made rules to make it a little easier. Uh, guys are bigger, faster, stronger than ever. So any day of hitting, you're going to feel it for a couple of days. But the fans make it a little bit better. I would say that. You know, having those fans out there watching and cheering, you go out there like you're putting on a show. It's not like it's it's just a typical practice. And you, you realize that there is a a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You can you can see that finish line. So it's something that um, I'm sure a lot of guys would, would would kill for that opportunity to be in a training camp to get a chance to showcase their talent. So you always reason it out that way. And I know you can't you can't ever relax because that's when somebody behind you can catch you. But is it at least a little less awful when you know your spot's secure and you're not necessarily fighting to to stay on the roster? Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm a guy who, you know, as a fourth round pick, if you're just really bad, they can get rid of you. But I, you know, honestly, I didn't really feel like there was a chance that I would probably not make the team early in my in my first camp. And obviously, I end up starting, so I, I wasn't really in that position where I was fighting for that roster bubble, but. Definitely that bubble spot, but definitely talking to guys, just the the range of emotions they go through, the stress they go through. You know, if you, if you roll an ankle as a vet with a starting spot, you realize you can sit out two days and get back out there. But for that guy that's down on that depth chart, they'll, they'll look to replace you right away. They just need someone to practice that next day. Bring so, in the needle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever it takes. Whatever, Whatever it takes. takes. Get back on, that, on that field, you can't make the club. So, there it um, is. Absolutely. The older you get, the more established you get. And when, when you're a starter and you're really just working to fine tune your craft as opposed to to feed your family, it's a completely different mindset. Uh, Barry, I've been getting uh, ridiculed as is accustomed, I'm accustomed to being ridiculed on this show. Uh, no respect whatsoever. Uh, well, maybe, about, maybe if you had 19 and a half career sacks instead of oh, one, shut up. we'd respect you. Ma, follow. <laughs> they think those sacks are easy to come by, Barry. I mean, come on. Absolutely not. Thank <laughs> you. And then they, and they in ten years, nineteen and a half in one year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they <laughs> change the rules. They make it harder and more difficult. And, and come on, you think and I was an eighth them. round pick. Shut up. <laughs> I'm proud of my one sack. You, you just you. think you'd stumble into a second one at some point while you're out there? No. Well, maybe a quarterback runs out of bounds while you're chasing him. Well, hold on. What'd you say, Barry? So that's one more sack than billions of other people. Thank you. <laughs> and I, they never bring up the fact that I'm tied for an NFL record which is a, a, a fumble recovery for a touchdown. I'm tied with a whole bunch of people, but I'm still tied for the end of a What, the longest one? No. Just having Re- one. Returning a fumble for a touchdown. No one's returned more than one in a particular game. Oh, okay. Yes. There's <laughs> tons of us, but I'm in that number. But you guys never seem to bring that up, so the hell with nice. you. Anyway, <laughs> my point is I've been ridiculed. Because I shared some information about the New York Jets and how optimistic the coaching staff is with this roster. And everyone's like, well, you look at the roster, there's really no sexy names on there. You know, Brandon Marshall, he's now gone. He's with the Giants, and they've gotten rid of this receiver, and, and they've got offensive linemen retirement and who, retiring who've been there for a long, long time. And so the, my point is this. Have you been on a team, and you, you won a Super Bowl, so you were on a team with, with some, some great players here and there, but have you been on a team throughout your career where you may not have all the luxurious names on there, but it was a more cohesive unit and a team that worked better together, and, and, and you were went out and, and you did some mighty good work? Oh, man, I would, probably the best example of that was probably maybe Robert Griffin the third, his mm-hmm. rookie year, mm-hmm. kind of caught some people off surprise, uh, you know, by surprise, off guard. Obviously, he was a big name, but we didn't have a ton of other big names on that team, and we ended up winning the division that year. And 
if Robert wasn't hurt, we feel like we could have made a little bit of a, a further run into the playoffs. I would say that's uh, probably a, the best example of that, just a collection of guys where you have young guys that are hungry and talented and you have vets like myself. I was a co-captain, London Fletcher, guys like that that can help uh, help steer the ship. I think that's probably the best example. In New York, we had a lot of talent. Yeah, We had a lot of talent big names, and we were successful. So I'm, I'm not here to, to ridicule you like everybody else, but that Jets roster, <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's, it's, other than that defensive front that I really like a lot, it's, it's really what? I'm really going to have to step it up. Let me just say that. <laughs> All right, well, I'm not I'm not saying I was optimistic. I was just reporting what I heard. <laughs> I report, you decide, okay? That, that's all I was doing. But now it's like I'm. everyone has uh, hitched me to the wagon of the Jets, and that's not what I was trying to do, okay? You know what? I, I honestly do believe that those coaches believe that. Right. I've actually been on teams that were my first year in Washington where we weren't very good. Uh, we, uh, Coach Shanahan was really building the roster. Like I said, in year two, we were able to win the division. But when you're in that in camp, you really feel like you can do anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like everybody's drinking the same Kool Aid. If you have if you have any decent coaching, you really do believe that you can be successful. You're practicing against each other every day, and everyone's still an NFL player, so the practices are still intense. Right. And you really do feel even in preseason, you're not getting the best shot from the other teams. You really do feel like you. You have a puncher's chance, but that uh, that reality can sit in really fast in the regular <laughs> season when when you start playing these other teams and seeing what's going on. Yeah, you can you can get shocked back in the reality really fast. But I honestly do believe that the Jets coaches that they probably are getting great work. Not a bunch of big names, so guys are out there really working hard and playing fast and trying to prove themselves. And I believe that they uh they they they, they believe what they're saying. I guess along those lines, when you read that Blake Bortles is throwing picks and Mitchell Trubisky can't take a snap in Chicago, <laughs> how much does that scare the defense? Like, oh, man, that guy might actually have to play for us at some point during the season. When it's the quarterback, it can be scary. <laughs> I, I will say that. I will say that. Um, I was spoiled in New York with Eli uh, bringing his lunch pail every single day. So when I got to Washington, I think we played three or four quarterbacks that year before Robert came in. Uh, you could really – at times, it was scary to see some of the balls that were that were going up in the air. So, uh, especially when it's a young guy and like a Trubisky, you have hope that he can he can get better, he can figure it out. Because uh, you know, as a rookie, that jump to your second year can be a huge can be a huge jump. So it could it could be a rough year, but I think that those guys understand that he's got a ways to go. But they see his talent, and you hear the same thing going on in, in Jacksonville with Bortles, a guy who you expect to kind of be really uh, ready to peak as opposed to really struggling and turning the ball over. That's a little bit more concerning, especially for a team with a defense like theirs that, that added the pieces that they did, who I think is going to be a really, really good defense. Uh, they got the running game, trying to shore it up with, with Fournette and some, some additions on the offensive line. And bringing in my old coach, Tom Coughlin, I think that was one of the more underrated acquisitions of the offseason, them adding him to their to their front office. I expect him to be very much improved, and I feel like Boros has the weapons. So I really want to see him take that next step and they can contend for that division. Go back to bed, man. Yeah, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. Come back again soon, okay? <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. You guys take care. It's All our right, pleasure. Man. There's Barry Cofield, 10-year NFL vet, developing friend of the show. 
Uh, there's also a developing situation outside the show. <laughs> Full details on that, plus a Brad Heller update next on Geo and Jones. Give us a call right now, 855-212-4CBS. Really important. Okay. So we didn't get to our trade deadline questions for Barry Cofield because we were instructed <laughs> to go to break immediately because they were doing a sound check in the meth lab outside our yeah, studio. Yeah. They were I don't I don't know what they were doing, shooting a rifle, small explosives, but there were some lar- loud thuds. They Did you wanted, hear it in here? You could hear that and that was the point of the test was they right. wanted to stand in here and see if they could hear it. Now you could hear it as a dull thud oh. through our door, but not to the extent it's gonna be on the air. What was louder, shockingly, <laughs> was you yelling, Yeah <laughs> Give me that. Y'all heard that? A little bit. He liked the lasers. There were lasers. There were lasers. It was a laser show. You can hear me through the door? Lasers. Yes. No way. Yes. Maybe a little. You guys lie. No, pretty clear. (laughs) I couldn't hear you, Brian. Thank you. You're welcome. You liar. (laughs) Pete, your thoughts? Uh, I heard more Brian than a a saw. Yeah. So okay. congrats. I'm sorry. Your big booming voice is louder than machinery. I was trying to muffle that noise. You, you did a good job. It was job. pretty loud out there. But we had a, we, uh, the heavy hitters were in this room. I know. Eric Spitz, Mark Chernoff, and head female engineer. I don't know her, I don't know her name. Mindy. Mindy. Stephanie. Oh, Mindy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Stephanie. Oh, that was... <laughs> Mindy? Okay. Uh, yeah, everybody was in here. I was like, everybody damn, what's was. going down? What's happening? Yeah, okay. And you know who they forgot about? Who? Shockingly, or not at all, the White Rosa Parks. Because he walked in and said, oh, I wonder if that was heard on 880. And they went, oh, oh, yeah, 880. Didn't think of that. Oh. 880 didn't get a sound check, but we okay. did. Take that, 880. <laughs> Here's Brad Heller, the White Rosa Parks. <laughs> Why? You'll find out if you go to geoandjones.com slash audio. Right now, though, it's an update. Here's Brad. All right, guys. Thank you. What's better than a walk-off Grand Slam? How about two walk-off Grand Slams in the span of four days? The 2-0 pitch. Fly ball deep left field. Has he done it again? Back goes Revere to the wall. There goes another walk-off Grand Slam. Oh, my goodness. That would be Steve Pierce hitting that one again. Jerry Howarth called it. Blue Jays Radio Network. The Jays outscore the Angels 11-10. It was one of five walk-offs yesterday. Kyle Farmer doubled. He doubled in two runs in his first major league at bat. It won the game for the Dodgers in the 11-3-2 over the Giants. L.A. has won eight in a row. Did you hear that? That came wow. through. Everybody all right? Should we wear we need to wear hard hats in here? Brian, something? say something. I'm frightened. Okay, good. Back to you, Brad. Okay. <laughs> White Sox Matt Davidson, a two run homer to snap the Indians nine game winning streak three to one the final. Andrew McCutcheon had three home runs. Pirates beat the Padres seven to one. Meanwhile, Adrian Beltre becoming the thirty first major leaguer and the first Dominican born player to reach three thousand career hits making him a virtual lock for the Hall of Fame on Hall of Fame Induction Day. Now, it took 10 years, but Tim Raines, he finally lands in Cooperstown. I want to thank the sports writers. You know, I've been asked that question for the past 10 years. What is the reason why you hadn't got in? Thank God I don't have to answer that question anymore. Joining Raines in the class of 2017, Pudge Rodriguez, Jeff Bagwell, Bud Selig, and John Scherholz. Four o'clock today, the baseball trade deadline. The Cubs 
will reportedly get reliever Justin Wilson and catcher Alex Avila from the Tigers. The Rangers sending Jonathan Lucroy to the Rockies. The Royals landed Melky Cabrera from the White Sox. The Twins shipping pitcher Jaime Garcia to the Yankees. From the NFL, Ravens owner Steve Bashotti acknowledged at a fan event that the team is considering signing free agent quarterback Colin Kaepernick. We're very sensitive to it, and we're monitoring it, and we're, we're, we're still, as Ozzy says, scrimmaging it, and we're trying to figure out what's... Uh, what's the right tact, and, and so um, pray for us. And meanwhile, Patriots <laughs> linebacker Rodney. Stop, stop the presses. <laughs> okay. I forgot to mention pray this before. Us. Pray for us <laughs> as we figure out if we should sign a person who deserves to be signed in theory. Please pray for us. It wasn't sure the context the of that one. The crucible but, of the know, Ravens. But pray for them. Fans, pray for them. <sighs> wow. Hmm. One other note, Patriots linebacker Rob Ninkovich announced his retirement after 11 seasons. Pray for him. As well. <laughs> or not. Yeah. That's Pray fine. He's me. a patriot. God loves him enough. 855 212 cbs Oh, they must be getting a delivery outside. Can they deliver uh, some eggs and bacon? Yeah, what'd you want before? <laughs> oh, something for soul food. Oh, I'll take anything right now. It's From uh, Marshawn Lynch's restaurant. Yeah, what's that restaurant called? It's not open yet. Oh. It's called Yabana. No, he took over another place that was open. Oh, he I took th- over a place that was about to close his storage. Uh, do it's, it's doors. <laughs> it's doots. That's why it closed. It's a do it's, it's it's doors. Doots. I don't want to go in there. You know what I want that I haven't had in a long time? Donut. I haven't had a donut in a while. Uh, there is a remarkable donut place within walking distance of here. Or what, what, we could drive there, you and I, after the show. Just point it out there. What's walking distance? Uh, ten minutes. That is not walking distance. It ten is. minutes. Yeah. Oh, then we could drive there. There's no parking. I'll sit in the car while you go inside and pick out the donuts for us. Donuts. You can't walk anyway, Bogus. No, I need to walk. <laughs> and I'll walk, walk for donuts. <laughs> Listen, yesterday I, I, I thought, yesterday, I went on a long walk to and from the beach from the car yesterday. I thought that was going to loosen things up. I went for a swim. Nothing. Really? The swim didn't help? No, nothing. Swim should help. I know. I, I think there's something wrong with me. No, really you just do. haven't done that before. And your body is reacting to... To being dormant <laughs> for so long, yeah. yeah lack what of usage. What are you usage. doing? Yeah, what, you've shocked your body, man. And that's what you're supposed to do. Even if you work out a lot, you have to shock your body by doing something different, you oh, know, altering is, your training. This is stupid. I'm just going to be unhealthy until there's a pill that makes me healthy. What? Yeah, that's not coming along. Yeah, I'm just going like, to. There's no pill that will make you healthy. At you some point, don't take the easy way out, man. Why take not? the pain. Take no. the pain. But the easy way out doesn't involve pain. It involves well, eating chicken parmesan. What? Yeah. That's why you take the pain so you can eat the chicken parm. I don't work out because I want to look good. I yeah, work you... out because I like to eat. No, you work out because I want to look good. No, I yeah. work out because I eat a lot. You couldn't have the Sunday fun days you have if you didn't look as good as you do. Sure you can. It'd be you'd cost you more money. You see some of the you get discounts. pieces of... <laughs> you get discount. <laughs> oh, he's not gross. Charge him the regular rate. <laughs> right? Am I wrong? Okay, you win. Okay, Damn. thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to name names like you would, uh, but there are people that showed up at those clubs that there's a surcharge. Yeah. But you are true. not unattractive to most women, especially Eastern Europeans, so you, <laughs> you, you get the VIP treatment. They buy you dinner at these places as opposed to you having to buy them dinner. Yeah, that's true. It's because you're handsome. Yeah, that's good stuff. Thank you. (laughs) 855-212-4CBS. So speaking of wasting money, 
Um, somebody spent $165,000 on an Aaron Judge jersey. It's interesting. I, I played in this Ronald McDonald golf tournament uh, last Monday at Baltus Roll, uh, and there was a silent auction, of course, and there was a there was an Aaron Judge signed uh, photo, nice frame and all that. Mm-hmm. And I think the opening bid was five hundred or something like that. But I, I I thought for a moment maybe I should get maybe I should you know bid on this deal. But I thought better of it. Like, this is way too soon for Aaron Judge, and and while he's done great stuff this season, and he's. he's Slid a little bit here, here recently after the All-Star break. But while he's done some good stuff, it's way too soon to be spending that type of cash on an autographed picture. And also the enormous amount that was just plopped down for this jersey. Now, was it the jersey he hit a home run in it no, or it's a hit a grand his, slam, right? I thought it was the jersey from his major league debut. Look, I, I saw one where he hit a grand slam. Mike, your thoughts? And I said, like, really? I mean, yes, if he continues to to, to rise and, and, and continues to hit home runs in the manner in which he, he's been doing and, and, and the guy can do this over the long haul, I, I, that price is warranted. But right now, as much as I like him, I just I can't come to terms with plopping down that amount of money. So you have a specific argument. I have a general one. I just can't fathom spending that much money on something like that. That's just hanging well, on my Well, when you have uh, an immense uh, amount of discretionary cash, you got to spend it on something, right? Well, so yeah, but I mean, I, I, I that's could've... a charity. You, I, I, that was an auction, probably at a charity event, and, and so you you can uh, you you benefit from the fact that uh, you, you gave back and and you made that type of expenditure. But uh, as much as I like Aaron Judge. Currently, you know, he hasn't done it over the long haul, so uh, th- that's why I couldn't come to terms with with buying or, or bidding on the autograph, nicely framed photo uh, that I saw at, at Baltus Roll last Monday, and and this amount of money, wow, that's amazing. You know, now if the guy turns into the next Babe Ruth, you you got a bargain on your hand. How much is that that jersey worth now? Yeah, I I guess there can be. An investment of all, but see, like I want. Speaking of discretionary income, I thought I had enough. I I would love in my basement to have a couple of seats from the old Shea Stadium as like collectors' items. But the cheapest one I can always like they're hundreds of dollars. How much is the cheapest one? I mean, the one the the first one I can see right now is four oh nine on eBay. Like I theoretically. I have that money, but I can't bring myself to spend it because right. I could spend it on better things. And that would be my same argument. If I was a millionaire, sure, I've got 165000 k laying around, but maybe I want a boat or I want a super-duper basement. Well, get the or, boat, too. Uh, it doesn't work like that in my head. Oh, okay. All right, then. We're Look at eight, the boat. 800 bucks. For, for, seat. The, for those a pair of seats from Shea Stadium. From Shea Stadium. I didn't know I, Shea Stadium had that much. Mm, let's see, significance. Yeah, look, old Dodger Stadium, six hundred bucks. Well, I get that. Detroit for one seat. Tiger Stadium, old Dodger Stadium, Bush Stadium, six hundred dollars for two seats. Wow. Well, what a market. Mm. Oh, this one's only five forty for two mezzanine from Shea. <laughs> okay, those ones I can do. A mezzanine. Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. I guess we can continue on this trend when we come back. If you've got money to spend, there are 
definitely better ways to spend it than going to see this thing, which we'll discuss when we come back on Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. This is MLB legend Poch Rodriguez, and you're listening to Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Find it, man. Today's Ask the Pros question of the day brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts comes from Jeremy Paukin? Paukin? I don't know. There's a question mark. Spell it. P-A-U-K-E-N? P-A-U-K-E-N. Paukin? 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 It's very, very succinct. Mayweather or McGregor, who you got? Oh, God. That's... Jeremy... <laughs> You're right. Did he no. stump you? Yeah. Hey, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, get him, Mayweather. <laughs> get him, Connor. <laughs> that what Tyranny said. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> Go get him, Connor. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. The correct answer is Mayweather. Yes. And it leads us to me saying this. Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros or tweeting it at us at cbssportsradio using the hashtag askthepros. Summer's heat can cause your battery fluids to evaporate. Get your battery tested for free. If that battery needs to be replaced, the professional parts people will help you find the battery you need. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Jeremy's question also leads us uh, to the fact that there are tickets and hotel rooms in Vegas still available with Mayweather McGregor. Is it four weeks away now? Three weeks away? It's four from this past Saturday. Right? Good for you. Good, Good for, for you for not spending money on this sham. And in fact, if you are in any way debating spending money on this, don't. And send it to a domestic violence charity. Or buy me a seat from old Shea Stadium. Or buy Brian a bacon, egg, and cheese or a donut. <laughs> Both. <laughs> so there are lots of rooms available. Yes. Still tickets available. Yes. Hmm. Might go to Vegas. Good time to go. You might discount. get them on the cheap. Yes. Damn good time to go. Is anybody from here going? Any of our shows going to be out there? Do we know Pharrell this probably Pete? is going, right? He goes to most of them. Yeah, I know Scotty's a good friend of uh, the Showtime boxing people. I know that. Not sure of anyone yet, though. I mean, that, that's going to be, you know, Super Bowl Radio Row can be tedious. I mean, that's going to be there on a Friday. You're going to have a lot of people strolling through Vegas. That would be fun on a microphone. But I just I cannot bring myself to care about this fight. Even long before I get to my personal issues with, with Floyd Mayweather, I just, I, I, is this, this can't possibly be good. <laughs> I mean, it can't. I, mean, I, I probably would go for the spectacle if someone uh, invited me. Yeah, yes, I, if go. somebody invited me, I would go. So feel free to invite me or Brian. <laughs> uh, Steven Espinosa. Uh, yeah, I, I would probably go. Have I been? Have I felt the urge to plop down some money uh, to to go to Vegas Vegas that particular weekend? And I'm telling you, you go to these big fights in Vegas. It, it's a show. It, yeah. it's, it's fun. I've gone to numerous ones, and and you can have a damn good time. And a lot of stuff we can't discuss on the show, mm-hmm. but it's a damn good time, okay? It's like a Sunday at the Wiggle it, all it, the it, time. Yeah, 24-7. Yeah. And, and it never closes uh, <laughs> until you run out of money, uh, unfortunately. So, uh, but no, I don't, I don't there's not uh, th- this will or th- this uh, attraction to, to the bout and expending my own 
coin to go out there for it. But uh, if someone wants to invite me, yeah, I'll, I'll tag along. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> and if you only have one spot, I would invite Brian before me. He's much more fun. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. I've never been to Vegas, though. Never done Las Wages. Never, ever, Man. ever. Wow. I, I don't go to Vegas at least once. It's changed so much. I agree. Maybe you agree. I, sh- I should have been oh, there already. Yeah, you got to go check it out, man. Shame on me. Nothing like baby. I bet that 13-year-old girl from the gym class has been out there playing craps. Oh, Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. <laughs> In case you missed the <laughs> 7 o'clock hour, Bogus had a high-intensity workout he, uh-huh. he took part in Saturday, and there was a young lady... Uh, that was way more, uh, was let's say, uh, qualified. Almost a third of my age. Yeah, <laughs> qualified was... to 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 in in, the, in partaking in the workout, and she did much better than you. But that yeah. th- that was your first one. She was asking for more from Juan. Well, I was <laughs> you were tapping for out. One to have a heart attack. Like, oh, <laughs> class of cancel that. Too bad. Sorry, over, Juan's family. Is this over with yet? <laughs> Leave me alone, Juan. Now, did you? Are you like me? Where you? Start questioning, damn, I can actually die up in here. <laughs> I mean, that's how hard it was. Uh, I, I wasn't thinking about dying, <laughs> but I was legitimately thinking about throwing up. <laughs> and then Juan said, You get a shirt if you throw up. I was like, Oh, I, I could use a free No, shirt. he did not. He did. <laughs> no. <laughs> he did. What does the shirt say? I'm you sure suck? It's the, no, it's from the gym, I think. <laughs> and then he was being funny. So that's his goal. His he, goal is trying to, make to hurt you. Puke. Yeah, he was trying to hurt you. Oh, wow. I know. I wonder I, if that's Francis' goal. I just think she's crazy. I don't think that's who goes. She's just crazy. The woman's out of mind. I mean, I, and I and I, I was actually thinking about this. I, I wish I could get you guys to take this class with me. Now you have now having taken that class Saturday, you you probably you would make it through it because you you've experienced it. Yeah. I wish I could get Mikey B, PB, and Geo to take the class. Well, but Mike's a professional, so really it'd be up to me, Pete, and Greg to survive it. I've only yeah. done one. That doesn't make me an expert. Right. Well, but at least you know what to. You, you you know what to expect. Right? I try it. I actually had this uh, thought too when I was. You I guys knew. Would die. I mean, I'm dying. <laughs> PB <laughs> would die. And I'm not giving you mouth to mouth. We're gonna have to find somebody to give him mouth to mouth. <laughs> just let you go. Yeah, PB's not knowing you. Get your affairs in order before this class. <laughs> exactly. Say goodbye to Bridget just in case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This class actually has you thinking about life insurance. Is there a waiver before you go in? <laughs> Yeah, you probably have to sign a waiver. Because the gym I belong to now is a national chain, so we could have done a thing, a little advertising, done mm-hmm. the class, taped it, videoed, you know, videoed it as well, yeah. made a little show bit out of it as we all slowly died. <laughs> Only Juan left standing. Juan and Brian, best friends, going to brunch with me and Greg. <laughs> Bring a T-shirt to the weight. <laughs> Dragging Pete's lifeless body out of the gym. Um, so J.R. Smith and Tracy McGrady... Decided to have a fight this weekend on social media because McGrady, I guess at some point, said, uh, as he gets up to go into the Hall of Fame, how anybody can win a title, but not everybody can make the Hall of Fame. You got to get in the Hall of Fame. And that, J.R. Smith took that as a direct comment to J.R. Smith, I guess, and went on Twitter and started responding to McGrady right. and his faulty logic uh, and saying that it's not just, you know, you, you got to be on good teams and anybody can get. Uh, JR said anybody in the Hall of Fame, you can build a court. He said you can build you a, a park. You can build a park to get in the Hall of Fame. I haven't confirmed that as a guideline just yet in, in Springfield. Well, I won't get in then. But, yeah, it, it was interesting. He, he, he said that uh, it's not the 
in the NBA Hall of Fame is not like baseball. And, and I guess I would tend to agree with that. And while it's a great honor for those who have been inducted into it, and it's not easy, you have to have been a hell of a player, but there's not as much fanfare around that as there is for Major League Baseball, even the NFL Hall of Fame. It's yeah. a huge, a, a, a lot of... Uh, people that show up. I've played in the Hall of Fame game uh, a couple of times, although we didn't like it. I meant you had an extra <laughs> preseason ball game. But uh, seeing that and, and, and going and visiting the Hall of Fame, you know, it, it, it's it's pretty cool. And and maybe it's the NBA's fault. Maybe they don't promote it as much as the other leagues. I, uh, there's not a game surrounding the induction right. uh, of the guys. It also and, used to be they've made a lot of renovations, so it used to not be worth the trip. What the hell is it? Springfield, Massachusetts. Thank you. It's much better now than it used to be. Okay. Um, The only thing that made sense in in J.R. Smith's series of tweets or Instagram posts. Tweets. The only thing that made sense was that he said, you know, I don't want a guy on my team playing for the Hall of Fame. Like, you can't, it can't be about your personal accolades. And that's fine. But that's not what Tracy McGrady was saying in his comments. He was actually probably just rationalizing the fact that he only made the playoffs or made the second round once, Mm -hmm. and he didn't do it until he was falling apart late in his career and had help. He just didn't have the postseason success. It happens. And and he said, you know, you you have to have a great team surrounded by great players. You have to have uh, some luck involved. And he did say, well, I didn't have the great team. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You saw those Raptors teams, right? (laughs) And J.R. Smith, I mean, he's had the benefit of being on LeBron's team a bunch. And so it just, would you you feel different if you had a title but no Hall of Fame or a Hall of Fame and no title? Did you think about, have you thought about that? I'm telling you, every player thinks about winning the title. That's the ultimate goal. It's great. You're in the Hall of Fame. and Not everyone's going to get in there. It's a small fraternity, but uh, the title, that's thats an even smaller fraternity. That's right. what you want. But if you played 12 years and never won a title, do you think part of that pain would go away as you got your cool mustard-colored jacket in no. Canton? Uh-uh. No. No. You, you still think about it. You, that's what you want. It's so coveted, man. And especially if you've won championships of some sort at every other level, mm-hmm. and then you get to the ultimate level and you're not able to, to uh, get that ring. So, so no. you're on Team J.R. Smith in this conversation then? You're on JR. Well, I'm, I'm with him as far as just getting the ring. That's that, that's the ultimate goal, and, and that uh, that supersedes everything. And, and so, yeah, I'm with him there. But that's a great individual honor for Tracy McGrady. It, but it's about the team game, and, and, and you can go out and, and, and get a championship. And, and now, you and those guys who those other 14 guys and that coaching staff and the training staff, and administration, the organization. I mean, you you have that on your re- resume for the rest of your life. That's incredible. I mean, the Hall of Fame is wonderful, but that's individual. Uh, you wanted, When you've been involved in team sports, that means so much more. Mentioned this in passing earlier in the show, but uh, Steven Adams, Oklahoma City Thunder big, who's not a good free throw shooter, maybe because he does this when he's practicing, he actually has a member of the Thunder staff randomly punch him in the stomach when he's at the line shooting free throws. Uh I don't fully understand the point of this, but maybe he's distracted by the thought of a guy sucker punching him, and that's why hmm. he's a 57% free throw shooter. Huh. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he should get his buddy, uh, was it Andre uh, Roberson? Did we ever get Robertson? Uh, Robertson, Roberson. We, we never got. Anthony. Hey. <laughs> it's Andre, isn't it? 
the Andre, guy who couldn't shoot free throws, who A-Rob. just got ten million dollars a, a year yeah. for averaging four points a game. Hey, man, get your money. Uh, you didn't force him to give it to you, but maybe he should try that. He couldn't because they were hacking him like crazy. Well, I get the idea of shooting free throws like you do a tired or whatever to try and simulate the game, but getting punched in the stomach randomly simulates nothing because you're never going to shoot a free throw without your air like that. Oh, it works for him. It doesn't work. He shoots 57% (laughs) from the line. Oh, just think what he would be without the punches. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So it's working. Maybe he needs more punches? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone should hit him with a bat or something. Maybe you should walk into our white tents here and see what happens. <laughs> they got lasers in there. Yeah, that was cool. The little laser stuff. This is, this is not going to go well. Why not? Well, I just, because construction never goes well. Well, it never goes well. And now you're going to do it in the middle of a place that needs, at times, quiet. And you're going to have guys ripping things up and talking and breaking. It's I mean, only going to be a week. Right, but the email said this will cause no disruption and it caused a disruption before they even technically started working for today on day one. And they've got intruders just barging in. What's in this tent? Well, I have to be an How'd intruder, you get in man? here? I was checking out the scene. Mm-hmm. Good Samaritan. Thank you. Making sure the dude was alright. He was just sitting in there by his lonesome. He needed some company. God, he is incorrigible. I don't like when he's kissing up to you like this. Not kissing up. I'm being honest. It's weird. What did he say? I, I told him. You said you're a good Samaritan for going in there. No one was in oh. danger. No one was getting hurt. You don't know that. You don't know that. could have been suffocated. That's not why you didn't know anybody was in there. Well, I was checking. You were going to look around. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Both of us need. I was going to borrow some sheetrock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some copper wire. <laughs> Where are my donuts? I t- listen, I I put it out there. I'll even pay for them if you want to drive. What? Yeah, I'll, you would pay for them. I, if you, if me and you can drive together like buddies in your car to this <laughs> donut place, <laughs> they should give Chris Christie some. I'll buy you a donut, <laughs> and we can talk about life, <laughs> workouts, <laughs> not getting embarrassed by teenage girls. Man, get over that. Workout. Get back out there. Get back in that jail. Everybody's back tomorrow. Geo in the main seat. Thanks to Barry Cofield, for Mike, for Pete, for Brian. I'm Andrew. See you tomorrow on Geo and Jones. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.